a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's a Friday, October 7, 2022, Memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. Our Lady of the Rosary, pray for us. And a reminder to join us here in the Great Lakes State of Michigan in this beautiful effort that began in the Diocese of Lansing with Bishop Earl Boyer, and we call it Fight Like Heaven. It's a 54-day Rosary Novena, which began on the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. But even if you didn't join back then, it's never too late to pick up those rosary beads, as Padre Pio used to say, and use his beautiful, beautiful prayer weapon against the evils, especially in terms of abortion. Now, on the program today, it's going to sound a little bit different because we're not going to have the normal news that we do at the top of the hour. And I don't think you're going to mind one bit when you hear who our guest is. So in just a few minutes, after I introduce the overall rundown for the show, as we say in the biz, my dear friend and one of the most amazing priests, not only in the Archdiocese of Detroit, and I know he doesn't like me to say this, but too bad because I am, because I have the microphone right now. He's just an amazing evangelist, uh, a great brother in the Lord, and has done so much to advance the understanding of the Catholic faith in all of his beautiful ministries, including Acts 29, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Father John Ricardo is on the phone. We'll get to him in about 30 seconds. At the break, 15 minutes past the hour, of course, it's a Friday. That means we have our inside word coming up with our very own Doug Keck, who is president and chief operating officer, giving you the inside scoop and a look ahead at programming. Fact Check Friday at the bottom of the hour. So proud of Carrie Lake, who's running for governor in Arizona, and how she pushed back against the secular media, asking them why they don't question her opponent regarding her extreme abortion views. And then we'll wrap up with a pro-life interview with our friend Brian Kemper from Stand True Ministries and Priester Life, who just got back from Ohio's first March for Life since Roe v. Wade. So a jam-packed show, but without further ado, my dear friend Father John Ricardo spending time with us this morning. Father, how goes the battle? Where are you this morning? Uh, we are down in uh, Louisville, flying home from a uh, retreat that we had with the priests from the Diocese of Evansville. Just a great time. Beautiful. Brothers, so great to join you. Well, thanks for joining us. And I know that, that you have been doing so much great work and working with priests around the country. You've also been working very hard with the Archdiocese in here in Detroit and the Diocese of Lansing and across the state to get the word out regarding Prop 3. How do you think we're doing? I had the Archbishop on yesterday, and he says it's an uphill battle, but he has a lot of confidence in the grassroots efforts that are going on. Yeah, I'd say it's an uphill battle, too. I mean, quite candidly, uh, if, if unless we see a miracle, and today's the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, right. and so there's precedent for miracles, um, the state of Michigan is going to be in real trouble. And so the, the initiative that uh, has come out of what's called the Michigan Catholic Conference uh, is supposed to be an attempt to uh, help create an opportunity for that miracle, namely this um, seven-week series that uh, hopefully, anyway, um, many parishes within the whole state of Michigan, not just one diocese, but the entire state, um, are embarking on in different ways. I know a bunch of priests who are doing it um, to try to just immerse the Catholic faithful in an understanding of what's really being put on the ballot this coming November and to realize how serious the stakes are. 
Yeah. And it's serious not only for us here in Michigan, but the fallout from this is going to be felt because we've got millions of dollars being poured in from pro-abortion groups such as Planned Parenthood. If they can get Michigan to turn and become uh, the abortion capital of the country, then they're going to try to do this elsewhere as well. Oh, totally. And, you know, there's, I know you've been uh, hammering this, which has been so great because I've been tuning in. And so I know your listeners are aware. But, you know, just to remind people, what's, what's going on in Michigan is actually so much bigger than just abortion. This, this right. Proposal 3 is not just about abortion. It's not about returning to Roe. Um, it's something that every single parent should be up in arms over because this is simply an attack on parental rights. It, it, it's it, it's socialism and communism at its best. It's saying the state knows better than you do about the welfare of your children. And just that should make every parent go, uh, no, we're not going to vote on that. <laughs> we're we're going to vote no on Proposal 3. But with regards to abortion, as I know you've been going, uh, this would put Michigan pretty much on par with North Korea and China. Mm-hmm. And that's not great company for uh, human rights. Right. Correct. Yeah. And I think it's really important for, for people to know. It's, it's interesting. I don't know if you saw this, and you've been doing your retreat, but the Detroit News came out on Wednesday with an op-ed, a very strong op-ed, telling people to vote no on Prop 3. And they highlighted. I did not see that. Yes, it just came out, and so I was. Ta- I'm going to be talking about that at the bottom of the hour in my uh, fact check Friday, uh, as some good news that the media are doing. But it was really. I thought it was. I, I wish it could have been a little bit stronger, but I thought it was very good in terms of how extreme it is, and it mentioned the fact that most Michigan people, even if they call themselves, I'm paraphrasing here, but even if they call themselves pro-choice, they do not support abortion through nine months of pregnancy, and they certainly think that girls under 18 should have parental involvement in this decision. And they explain that's going to be wiped away. And that doctors should probably be the ones doing this, mm-hmm. not your neighbor, which the way the, 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 the proposal is written it would more or less allow for anybody to try to perform an abortion. It's just unbelievable what's in this, but no sane person would go, I think that's a good that's a good thing to put into our state constitution, which means more or less it would never be able to be repealed. We're talking with Father John Mercado, who really needs no introduction. You know him well from his great work here on EWTN and Ave Maria Radio, his many books and his beautiful ministry, Acts 29. Check out his Rescued Project and also the book Rescued, and you can find a direct link at the AveMariaRadio.net webpage. But, Father, here's what I struggle with. Why did we get so many signatures on this petition? Because in speaking with people who work in the pro-life movement, run the the beautiful pregnancy resource centers, they've been telling me the past few months they've been running into pro-life people who signed the measure they just went ahead and signed it and they didn't think really anything of it how did that happen oh sister you know i i don't know i mean i don't know if people just don't know what they're what they're reading if they feel pressured if people feel fearful i i know it's very hard i mean courage is a courage is so inspiring because when you see it in people it leads others to follow and I just don't think, I think there's a real crisis in courage right now and an unwillingness to stand up for things amongst many of us that we know are the right things, but we're just afraid of being attacked or vilified or demonized. Um, but there's so many explanations, I'm afraid, for, for this. It, it, that, that's why the, the, the beauty of this um what the Michigan Catholic Conference is 
trying to help people understand is, just like with Queen Esther, this is the theme of this uh, retreat experience, you and I were made for a time just like this. Mm-hmm. Just like Queen Esther was, you and I were made for right now. And God gives us grace to be courageous, to be strong, to rely on Him, and to play our part, whatever that might be, whether it's finding out information about this proposal and letting people know, whether it's about heading over to the chapel and getting on our knees in front of the Blessed Sacrament, whether it's about pulling out our rosary, whether it's about, you know, whatever it might be, certainly voting. But um, we, we desperately need charitable, courageous men and women right now to speak up on behalf of all those who are whose, whose dignity is being threatened in attack. Yeah, absolutely. It's just just frightening to me. Talking with Father John Ricardo, of course, from the Archdiocese of Detroit and Acts 29 Ministries and Ave Maria Radio and EWTN about the importance of all of us coming together, not just in Michigan, but across the country. There are other states who are facing similarly dangerous measures. I know that uh, in the Diocese of Phoenix, I was chatting with our uh, wonderful um, Director of Evangelization and, Minis- and Missionary Discipleship, Dr. De La Torre, and I know that Arizona is facing some similar measures, as is California. But the fact that we could be, God forbid, if this goes through on November 8th, that we could be the most pro-abortions after all we've done, Father, over the years. When you've got someone like Barb Listing, Buster Harder's in her 80s and still working day in and day out on these issues, Ed Rivet, who's been just amazing, uh, and, uh, these people working so hard to put really good restrictions and regulations on the books. All of that can be wiped out on November 8th. And then it's just, it opens the floodgates of the rest of the country to follow suit. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And, you know, you were talking about uh, Arizona, and maybe just a, a quick word, you know, so here's one of the beautiful things that I'm seeing. So the solidarity that's going on amongst believers across states. So the, there's a group of brothers in Phoenix who, they're, they're doing Exodus 90 mm-hmm. for for us here in Michigan. Aww. So Exodus 90 is this in, intense uh, ascetical practice that, you know, people can find out lots of information. Right. prayer and fasting, very, very strong. Yeah. Prayer, mm-hmm. fasting, cold showers, mm-hmm. no alcohol, no media, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it's pretty intense. I did it once, and I'm actually doing it again. But um, they, they said Arizona is a year behind Michigan, and so we're mindful that what you guys are going through is coming our way soon, and so we're, we feel we don't want to feel helpless in uh, trying to do what we can to defeat this amendment in Michigan. And so we're in Arizona. We're going to do Exodus 90 for you in Michigan. And then they threw down the gauntlet to us in Michigan and said, see, see if you can find more men than we have to do this. Wow. And so they're, they're doing Exodus 90 for not only for the, um, for the defeat of Proposal 3, but then for the conversion of all those who are just deceived uh, with regards to the issue of abortion, especially, you know, government leaders and those who are involved in actually performing abortions, that the Lord would bring them healing, freedom, light, conversion, and that we'd become an ever more just society. So, I mean, yeah. how about that? A, a, yeah. a state in Arizona, you know, that, that has nothing on the ballot doing this for us. So if you're in another state and you want to do something for the people in Michigan, think of doing something penitential for uh for the defeat of this proposal, because otherwise, uh, 
we're in real trouble. Not Absolutely. just in Michigan. But Not in just country. in Michigan, and that's so important. You know, my, I get my Italian up a lot, and I have to back away from the computer. I, I get some emails that I find that are very challenging for me personally. When listeners are saying that, oh, you sound like these extremists on the left. You're you're just saying all these extreme things are going to happen. Don't talk about that because that's a turnoff. And it's like I'm not saying this. This is what our experts are telling us. These are the lawyers and the researchers and the experts and and the doctors and the pro-life community that have worked very hard in helping us understand what's at stake. The experts have been researching these these types of issues for years and doing great work, for example, like the Ed Riverts and the Barbara Listings and also, of course, at the state level, Paul Long with the Michigan Catholic Conference who's done phenomenal work. I'm not saying this. I am one of the messengers hoping to put the word out, but it gets very frustrating. I think there's a lot of denial also. It can't be that bad, but it is. Yeah, there's a there's a massive amount of denial by all means. I I, I think um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's because we're Americans that we go well. But what happened in all those other countries could never happen here. We're mm-hmm. Americans, and it's happening here. I mean, that's the that's the horrific reality. It's happening here. I mean, we're we're experiencing attacks on. Um, human persons in their most vulnerable stages and all sorts of other things, just like we saw happen in other places around the world. Here's, if I can give you just a quick thought, I, I know your time's short, our time's short, but this, this to me is the fundamental issue with regards to what we're talking about. And it's the simplest way I know how to think about this. Either every single human being is a person and therefore has rights, most especially the right to life, without which no other right makes any sense, or else, necessarily, only some human beings are persons and therefore have rights. I mean, there's, like, there's no question that the child in the womb is a human being. But there's zero question on that. The question is whether or not it's a person. Mm-hmm. That's the debate. And if it's not a person, if all human beings aren't persons, then that means we're somehow giving arbitrarily, authority to people, whoever these people might be, government leaders, to determine which human beings make the cut. And that's a frightening place to be. And what you were saying a moment ago is exactly what happened in other countries. Yep. The, the, the Germans said, you know what? Jews aren't persons. Therefore, and then all that followed, followed, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're in the same place right now. It's a more just society where every single human being is considered a person as opposed to only some. Because it is, if it is, in fact, only some then there might be a day when you and I are not considered persons. Amen to that. Father, I know you have to catch a flight. Thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. I know how busy you are. Continued uh, safety in your travels, and please continue your great work in not only the Archdiocese of Detroit and the state of Michigan, but around the country. Uh, Where can we find out more about the amazing Acts 29 ministry, by the way? Two places. Uh, Actually, the first place I would send people is rescueproject.us. So R-E-S-C-U-E project.us. That's this experience that we've created. It's all free. It's it's really the the foundation of what it is that we need to address right now for issues like the ones we're talking about. We would say that the single most urgent task is a compelling proclamation of the gospel, and that's what this is. It's intended for small groups, parishes, homes, you name it, wherever. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can go to acts29.org, A-C-T-S. 
xxix.org. Well, Deacon Dom and I did one of the rescue uh, retreats, and it's phenomenal. So you should uh, bring uh, Father John and his wonderful team to a parish near you. Padre, thanks so much. Safe travels, and we'll talk soon. Hopefully see you back in Motown. When we come back, we'll be chatting with Doug Keck for our Friday segment that we do every week, the Inside Word on great programming right here on EWTN. Stay tuned on a Friday. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. It's tough raising faithful Catholic kids in today's world. How do you raise kids to stay true to their faith? Find out in a new free webinar Greg and I are hosting called Raising Confident Catholic Kids. And it's happening on Wednesday, October 12th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Sign up today at catholichom.com slash webinar. Remember, it's free. Again, that's catholichom.com slash webinar. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Hope your Friday is going well. Always great to catch up with Doug Keck, our fearless leader, president and chief operating officer of EWTN, to find out what's coming up in programming in the next week or so in the next month this is an incredible month the saints are just everywhere and some biggies good morning thanks for joining us absolutely you know october of course is the month of our lady of fatima the rosary so we've got bridget mm-hmm. roses the story of our lady of the cape up in canada a couple of miracles were formed by our lady up there that's going to run this afternoon at 3 30 we just premiered it on wednesday kevin dunn great pro-lifer was behind it up in canada We've also got a program on Our Lady of the Rosary at Pompeii having to do with the famous Battle of Lepanto and that mm-hmm. miracle. And then we were going to air all of the sessions from our EWTN family celebration, but since you couldn't make it, we canceled all of them uh, and, and, and are, are not going. I'm just kidding. Uh, we are sorry you weren't I there. Make but, me feel worse. <laughs> but we are, in fact, going to be having a, the opening session, talks by Father Mitch, Jeanette, and Marcus all tomorrow uh, in the afternoon, well, starting at 10 a.m. throughout the day. Check out the schedule. Then on Sunday, a family talk, Father Joseph, Michael Warsaw, and Father John Paul, myself, and then a live show we did that you would have been on with Father Spitzer, our TV lineup, uh, and our radio panel, and that was a lot of fun. 
then uh, that's going to be on Sunday. And, of course, backtracking to Saturday, our, our big film, 8 p.m., Speak of the Devil, Spiritual Warfare, uh, production we did in Ireland. And we've also got next week, of course, we've got live events in honor of Our Lady of Fatima, the feast day all next week on the 13th and the 14th, the candlelight procession, and also the mass in honor, and also the Worldwide Children's Holy Rosary as well on the 13th. So the 13th and 14th dedicated to Our Lady of Fatima. Go to EW10.com to check out the schedule and go to our on-demand platform for any programs you missed. Yeah, it's such a it's such an incredible month. You look at all the different uh, all the different saints and and the importance I think right now of calling on the intercession of the saints. I was just doing some reading, a couple of the uh, things that were posted on our websites at various locations regarding uh, Saint Bruno, whose feast day was yesterday. Very right. interesting background about him in terms of the prayers and and uh, he was considered the patron saint of exorcist. And right. just uh, I mean, there's so there's so much depth to the saints. I don't think that we well, that, pay enough attention right. to. That's why that's why we you know I always uh, tip my hat to Bob and Penny Lord you know and their uh, you know rudimentary beginning productions over the years because they introduced more people to super saints and saints that people didn't know and as you know and you're alluding to the the saints are our connection you know they're peppered throughout the 2000 year history of the church and they're part of the continuum along with the kind of in a sense the pope there's the saints that all bring us forward, and that's why we did Saints Alive years ago and the Saint Speak Spots and, uh, you know, programs like that. We're doing Doctors of the Church, which uh, we just did one on St. Francis de Sales, um, those kinds of things. We, we employ the saints many times in our Saints versus Scoundrels to take down the, the crazy thoughts that are out there to, uh, populated by, uh, you know, certain mm-hmm. uh, people like Karl Marx or Nietzsche and people like that. And, uh, yeah, so they're really, really important, as you point out. Yeah, and I, I, I'm hoping that it's becoming more and more evident to people how extreme things are getting. And you know, looking at those stories that are surfacing now about more pro-lifers being arrested, right? Uh, it's, it's just it's just incredible. <laughs> Eleven people arrested, and they just, and many of them from actually from my home state of Michigan. And I'm thinking, okay, they were arrested, and these are misdemeanor charges. They're accused right. of of doing a quote unquote blockade. Right. And yet, and it's a peaceful event, and maybe some people don't agree with those with those efforts, the way they do certain things. Okay, we can discuss that. But when you look at what's going on on the left in terms of what happened during 2020 and the way they were uh, not only causing, I mean, major damage to different buildings, uh, blocking police stations, I mean, uh, setting fires to facilities, where are those arrests? What about what about all the the pro-life centers that were attacked? Uh, And the churches. We just said we just said the Tulsa Cathedral. Has anybody been arrested? Is the FBI pounding the doors and kicking in? uh, Showing up with long guns and and uh, everything else. People always got arrested, you know, uh, with uh, you know the rescues and things like. No, nobody was getting arrested by the the FBI. FBI. Nobody had eleven years. I remember years ago, Father Groeschel said he said, "You know why nine eleven happened?" He said, "Because the FBI and them were too busy worried about pro lifers." Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's the same thing we have today. It's even worse. I mean, it, it's the demonization of pro life people, and it's all for political purposes. It is. It's, is it, and it's you think this gen- is it's curious? It's this happening a couple of weeks. Of- for of the course, midterms, give ginning, me a break. It's, it's ginning up the oh, the abortion. We're not going to have access. See these crazy pro-life. These extremists. They're extremists, and we're the threat. We're the threat. Not everything else you, that's going on. I don't know if you saw it online. If somebody posted all the pictures of of those terrifying people who you know, Ma and Pa Kettle and their family, which is the people being arrested. You know, these mm-hmm. are the big threats 
that we have out there. This is the thing you have to worry about. Right. It's, it's the world turned upside down, and it, mm -hmm. it's unfortunate because there are many good people out there who get their news from some of the old mainline sources who have really... I mean, it's, it's bad enough that we all knew CNN and MSNBC were off the rails. Right. But when you look at ABC and CBS and NBC and say, they're just as bad... It it really is disappointing, and obviously uh, for the great anchors of the past, uh, rolling over in their graves. But you know, it really is ridiculous. But many of these older, especially older people, oh, yeah. have trusted these people, and they think, "Oh no, that's uh, you know, I never heard about that." Well, you didn't hear it because they didn't tell you. Right, right, and that's the thing that is so frightening because people don't see what's happening mm -hmm. because they're watching particular outlets and trusting them. I had a conversation. I don't know if I mentioned it in, in this hour of the show or in the first hour of the show. I had a conversation with a woman at a restaurant uh, just recently and she was asking me oh where'd you get your purse I said well I got it in Rome and she said oh mm -hmm. you go to Italy and I said yeah I lead tours well she goes oh you must be really afraid to go there now and I said why well that new leader that <laughs> new extremist and it's like oh for crying out loud Lord. and so I had to do I had to do a mini education for her and she's like really I'm like, yeah, really? Well, how do you know? I said, well, first of all, I used to work in the second media for 20 years, so it's like, hello, <laughs> right. fear-mongering. That's what they do. But the CBS was the worst with that story with Georgia Maloney, where they actually showed footage of Mussolini and Hitler marching right. through Italy and then comparing it to her. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, you may not like her if you have a particular position, fine. But, you know, it's amazing to look. If you look at the belief system, the family, I'm Catholic, my faith's important, family's important, I'm right. a mom. All of these are the radical pro, but for the, for the radical pro-aborts and for the extreme sort of Socialist, libertarian right? lefties, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, this is the, what they're trying to destroy. That's why they're after your kids in the schools. Yep. And after the kids in Michigan so they can do what Absolutely. they want and get an abortion and birth control and everything else without mom yep. and dad involved. Great discussion, Doug. Thanks Always. for all the wonderful programming for any information that Doug mentioned on the great shows coming up, just go to our homepage, EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday coming up, and good for Carrie Lake, giving it right back to the media. And she knows how to do that because she was in the media for a long time. We'll be right back. All are invited to meet Father Mike Schmitz and Chris Stefanik at the Gift of Christmas Fundraising Gala event on December 16th at the Hilton Anatole in Dallas. This Christmas Fundraising Gala features inspirational talks from both Father Mike Schmitz and Chris Stefanik, live Christmas music, a cocktail dinner, live auction, and lots of other entertainment. And most of all, you'll have an opportunity to meet, greet, and take pictures with Father Mike and Chris Stefanik. Tickets are available at cmnchristmas.com. That's cmnchristmas.com. Do you need a new branding strategy that allows you to educate and engage with your local community while building trust and credibility? Decided Excellence Catholic Media offers a very unique branding platform which showcases you as the expert in your industry. Our exclusive publications are open, read, kept, and shared with thousands of readers and communities throughout Texas and nationwide. To learn more about our powerful branding solutions, please contact Doreen Chaney at dchaney at decidedexcellence.com. That's D-C-H-A-N-A-Y at decidedexcellence.com. Hi, I'm Craig Trzinski with BOMA USA, the Billings Ovulation Method Association. Would you like to support the mission of BOMA USA and hear inspiring testimonies about how the pro-life and pro-family message starts with NFP and why it's increasingly needed today? Please join us for our banquet on November 12th 
in Frisco with guest speakers Bishop Joseph Strickland and Dr. Danielle and Kyle Kessner. For information and tickets, visit events.boma-usa.org. Hello, my name is Bill Mertz. My wife Liz and I own Master Tech Auto Repair in Plano. We're proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair. From oil changes to complete engine replacement, our transmission service. We're located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. a beautiful Friday, 28 minutes past the hour. Memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. Pray for us. And don't forget, you can check out all the efforts in which we're involved at Ave Maria Radio to make a difference on this whole thing that's happening, as Father John Mercado said, the top of the hour in Michigan, which is affecting the entire country if this thing, God forbid, Prop 3 gets approved. So we've got links at AveMariaRadio.net. But the best website overall is really support mi women and children dot org support mi for michigan dot women and children dot org so if you didn't write that down you're in the car keep your arms and hands and vehicle in the vehicle at all times and just send us an email or you can go to our archive section later today for catholic connection but i'd be happy to email you those resources i also have a whole list of pro-life resources on my website at teresatomio.com slash resources okay so I just think the world of Carrie Lake uh, for a number of reasons. First of all, I strongly and closely identify with her experience in terms of her leaving the secular media last year. She had been a uh, much-loved and respected anchor woman and news reporter in her state of Arizona for many years, I think at least 20 years, if not more. And she had a very successful career and had a very good life, but she started to notice the last few years, as so many of us who have left the secular media began to notice and have our own come to Jesus moments with what happened with the second media and continues to happen as Doug just mentioned that she decided you know I just can't do this for a living anymore it just does not feel right she noticed the bias the sensationalism all of the things that were going on in the term of in in terms of you know, the quality not there anymore and this is something that that breaks your heart if you're trained as a journalist as she is and was and if you love the industry because you know it's there, supposed to be there anyway, to make a difference out there, to keep people informed and to help them make decisions, you pre- present the information to them and you let them decide. That's what we're supposed to do as journalists. At least that's what Carrie Lake and myself and Vanessa Denhagarmo and other people who were in the secular media learned when we were in journalism school. And we were very proud of that. But the industry has changed drastically over the past 30, 40 years, and not for the better. And it's so blatantly obvious in the way the media now treat, and have been now for many years, treat conservative people versus liberals, especially when it comes to elections. Now, Carrie Lake is a former anchor woman who kind of went dark for a couple of months and, and really just sat down and prayed, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And felt that she was called to go into politics. And she is really... Uh, doing very well out there in Arizona in terms of what the polls are saying because there's a lot of frustrated people in Arizona for a variety of reasons. And so they really see her as someone who knows the community, who was immersed in it for, for decades. And again, she has a good reputation and a lot of respect. So she's running on the Republican ticket, and she's very pro-family, she's pro-God, and she's pro-life. 
And so LifeNews.com had a really good summary on this, and Andrew will put the link to this particular story uh, on the archive section of Catholic Connection later today. This happened on October 1st, and she was doing a presentation at a Hispanic community center and talking about the life issues, and then she opened it up for Q&A. So the media were there, and she handled this so brilliantly, and I was kind of chuckling to myself because I'm listening to this reporter who's trying to put her on the spot about abortion, and I'm thinking, do you not know who this woman is? This is not her first rodeo. In terms of experience, this young girl was, was very, very young. I can tell by her voice, and you'll hear it too in, in the video. I'm thinking, do you not think she can handle these questions? What did she do for the last 20 years? But she handled it with such, I, I think, uh, poise and class. And she was very strong, but she was not rude. She was not yelling or screaming. She just put the reporter in her place and said, I'm happy to answer any questions about pro-life. You know where I stand. But how come you don't question my opponent about her extreme views? Take a listen. Tell me, abortion is effectively banned in the state right now. Tell me, do you, is that something that you support? I support saving as many lives as possible. And what I really want to know, and I've been waiting, I tune into you guys all the time, I want to know where Katie Hobbs stands, but I never hear you guys ask her that. I'm pro-life. My plan would be that every woman who walks into an abortion clinic know that there are options out there. They don't have to choose Thank that. You. There's families who would love to adopt a baby. And right now, the way it's been going, they go in and they, they only have one option. That's it. Nobody tells them that there's other options. We want to help our women. If they're afraid, we want to help them. We want to give women health care. And I want to help people. But I really challenge you, and I'm, I'm happy to get back to you on this, when you find out where Katie Hobbs stands, because let me tell you where she stands. She supports abortion right up until birth and after birth. She supports if a baby survives a botched abortion that that baby die on a cold metal tray. And none of you ever try to get her to talk about her stance. So get back to me after you do. Thank and you. tell her. That, uh, I want to debate this topic on October 12th, but she really needs to show up for that debate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was brilliant. And as a LifeNews.com article reports, unfortunately, this is a reality of modern-day reporting and journalism. Leftist media focusing entirely on painting conservatives in a negative light while propping up leftist views. As a matter of fact, journalists often hide and cover for radical Democrats who support abortion up until birth. The Media Research Center's Newsbuster Division, and again, you can find this story on LifeNews.com, and we'll put a link to this story on Carrie Lake up in our archive section. The Media Research Center's Newsbuster Division, conducting a study on morning and evening newscasts on ABC, CBS, and NBC regarding extreme abortion views of Democratic candidates. The study found that from January 1st of this year to August of this year, the end of August, there was no coverage, zip, zero, nada, of the radical nature of numerous anti-life candidates. Well, it's a shame that reporting is no longer just reporting. It's great to see people, as LifeNews.com reports, such as Carrie Lake pointing out the bias of the left, especially regarding the pro-abortion narrative. And this is the problem that Doug alluded to earlier. So many people don't know where these candidates stand on abortion. They think, oh, well, they're just, you know, pro-choice, and I, you know, I support everything else that they're doing, so this isn't that big of a deal. 
Now, first of all, abortion should be a big deal because if, if you're dead, nothing else matters. And that's why life is the preeminent issue among our teachings of the Catholic Church. But if the media aren't telling you, if you're watching ABC, CBS, and NBC, you're not getting, or some of the other cable outlets as well, you're not getting a clear picture of where all the candidates stand. And when it comes to the pro-life candidates, how are they painted? Just as Doug mentioned before, and this is so Saul Alinsky-ish, they do the ad hominem attacks, they make them appear as extremists, or say these are extremists, trying to force you to believe a certain way, trying to force you to accept a certain approach, a certain attitude toward those who believe in life beginning at conception. So this is what the media do, but good for Carrie Lake for pushing back. Now, I don't know how much this response, how much cover it, coverage it received. I don't know if this event was live. I don't think so. I think it was a taped event. The reporters went there and covered it and asked questions. Or if this reporter was honest enough to give Carrie Lake's response. But I wanted to share it with you this morning so that you understand, as Archbishop Chapu always says, you understand how the media work so they don't work on you. Fact Check Friday, this Friday morning, October 7th. We'll be right back. All KTH 910 AM listeners are invited to celebrate the legacy of St. John Paul II at a parish festival and craft fair held at St. John Paul II University Parish in Denton on Saturday, October 22nd from 10 AM to 3 PM. Come enjoy a delicious Polish and Italian meal served at the parish hall, performers on stage, and yard games in the backyard. There is no admission fee, and the day begins with Holy Mass at 9 AM in the chapel, followed by the parish festival. For more information, please visit jp2denton.org. Are you a small company needing IT help? Is your computer running slow? Do you need help securing your network? Do you want the peace of mind knowing your computers are running optimally and securely? I'm Charles Gura, a parishioner at St. Catherine of Siena Parish in Carrollton and a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. We can be reached at 214-702-6996 or online at pro-multis.com, P-R-O-M-U-L-T-I-S.com. We use our talents to help with your technology so you can use your talents to run your business. St. Michael Catholic Church in Bedford will be having their 41st annual craft fair and marketplace on Saturday, October 22nd from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Sunday, October 23rd from 8.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. All are invited to come and shop at the craft fair. There will be handmade crafts, jewelry, holiday, gifts, decors, quilts, floral designs, baby and children's items, plants, baked goods, and a fantastic raffle. Admission is free. Proceeds will be donated to St. Michael Catholic Church and other charities. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support of local Catholic radio. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Burt and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at 1200 East El Dorado Parkway, Suite 100, across from the Little Elm Athletic Complex. They can be reached by calling 972-2920-900 or on the web at littleelmeyecare.com. Wrapping up our discussion, more pro-life news from our friend Brian Kemper with Priest Your Life and Stand True Ministries, the author of Pro-Life is the New Punk Rock. 
a history of the pro-life youth movement. He's fresh off attending Ohio's first March for Life and can update us on how things are going and what he saw out there. So, Brian, I know that you were, I think you were quoted in the Catholic News Agency article. How was the uh, the March for Life in Ohio? You know, Teresa, it was it was absolutely fantastic. Um, it was actually kind of kind of neat for me because I actually rode up with a local parish bus who's originally just an attendee, which is something I've not done in like 30 years. I've, I didn't have any duties. I didn't have to set up or tear down, so it was beautiful. But I still went and, and got involved, and it was so amazing to see that many of our local Ohio politicians standing there with Albita King and myself and Jeannie Mantini and all the other pro-life leaders, especially with elections coming up. It was very encouraging, Teresa, to, to be there and see 5,000 people show up on a Wednesday early afternoon to stand up for life in the heart of uh, Columbus, Ohio. Any idea outside of uh, Catholic and other uh, Christian media and conservative media what kind of coverage you received? You know, Teresa, I did see a couple of local news uh, news stations there, and I I think that that's probably about it. Uh, but being it's Ohio, I think that there's so much other going on in the national news. But I, I don't believe the, the National March for Life can be ignored as it has been for decades anymore. I think when we get to January and in D.C., I think we're going to see media coverage like we've never seen before for the March for Life because of Dobbs versus Jackson. So I'm excited to see how that's taken care of. Well, from your lips to God's ears, because <laughs> that would be something. I mean, my goodness, we've been doing this for so many decades, and, and hundreds of thousands yeah. of people showing up in D.C. and, and crickets from from the majority of the secular media. So in terms of what you're seeing across the country right now, uh, there, how is the groundswell going? Because I know that there's, there really is a lot of, of grassroots efforts. We have this awful, awful proposal in Michigan, Prop 3, and the grassroots efforts have been phenomenal in terms of people waking up and getting involved and, and crossing ecumenical lines. I mean, it's you know, Catholics, Protestants, all different faith groups are, are working together on this, at least in the state of Michigan. What are you seeing? Well, Teresa, it's it's interesting because back in June, when I, I was at the Supreme Court the day after the leak, um, I got punched in the face, I got kicked, I got hit, I got beaten up basically in front of the Supreme Court. And after Dobbs v. Jackson, where I was I was sitting with Father Frank at the National Right to Life Convention when it passed, we were worried. We were a little worried about what pro-lifers were going to see around the country. But I'll tell you what, I increasingly wear my pro-life t-shirts and try to be a flag anywhere I go. And more and more, I'm seeing people come up to me and saying, are we really going to do this? Is this really happening? So I do believe that while the media is trying to say, oh, the, the sky is falling, we're living in Gilead of the, of the hand, hands made tale and all of uh-huh. this stuff, it, it's, it's absolute garbage, Teresa. Because everywhere I go, people whisper in my ear or pull me aside, I love your shirt, I love what you stand for. I, I, I had it at least four times yesterday in the, in the half hour I was out of my house. At least four different people said something about the shirt I was wearing. I was wearing my social justice begins in the womb. People do care, and I, I do believe that this country is pro-life, and I believe that if, if we can get rid of any fear that we have, who cares what people say to us? Who cares if someone gives me a dirty look for wearing a pro-life shirt? 
Who cares if someone yells at me? I don't care. What I care about is the ending of the killing of innocent children. That's the most important thing to care about right now. And so I do see it across the country. I see people, if we are bold and if we are proud of our position and our faith in Christ, then we're going to see mountains moved. Mm. We're talking with Brian Kemper from Priest Your Life and Stand True Ministries. Now, we're seeing increased attacks, not only on pregnancy resource centers and churches, but also on pro-lifers themselves. Now we have, I think, the third round of arrests from the FBI with their long guns yeah. and their and their shields and their bulletproof vests arresting pro-lifers and ignoring uh, what's been happening at the churches and, and at the pregnancy resource centers and elsewhere. This, I think, as as bad as this is, as horrendous and ridiculous as it is, and dangerous because, God forbid, some of these beautiful people could spend time uh, in prison, this is a sign that we're having an impact because they want to make a spectacle of us because they're scared. Oh, absolutely. And, and Teresa, the latest man that was that was raided by the FBI, here here's, here's something that's so ironic. I don't know if you realize this. This man's name is Chet Gallagher. I've rescued with him. I, I have, I've sat down in front of abortion mills and prayed with him. That man got involved with pro-life when he was a police officer. He showed up at a rescue to arrest pro-lifers, and God convicted his heart, and in full uniform, he sat down and rescued with the rescuers instead wow. of arresting them. Like that kind of courage. And, and when I saw it, he was the one raided. I want to pump that story through the world about the courage of that man and what he did because he knew that that arresting peaceful Christians trying to stand ba- save babies was wrong, and so instead he joined them. Mm. Do you think people are are, are getting uh, a hint of what's going on and the extremism of the left in terms of the attacks on the pro and the ignoring of what's happening at these pregnancy resource centers and, and churches? Do you know that in Buffalo, and I have to follow up on this case, but about two weeks ago, there was a pregnancy resource center in Buffalo, Brian, that actually had to sue the police to get their videos back. They turned all kinds of information over to the police and nothing has happened yet in terms of their attack. And yet this is what we're seeing. So that, so these things are happening, but the police just kind of sit on these these cases. Well, Teresa, that's why I believe someone like you is so important, because we need people that will blow the trumpet. We need people that will let the public know what's going on. And I think if the public knew what was going on, they would be outraged. Anyone I know, and I know quite a few people that consider some, themselves pro-choice, when they see the attacks, when they saw my, my, the marks on my face, when they saw that I got beat up, when they see the news about the crisis pregnancy centers, even they get upset. And they said, this is wrong. This is not correct. And so we know that it is extremists in, in, in politics. It is those extremists that are doing this. And I was, I was in Michigan, uh, right near you recently in, in, in July, speaking with Protect Life Michigan interns, you guys have some amazing young people mm-hmm. who are standing up in Michigan. I'm so proud of the groups that are up there. But I do believe it's going to take the courage of, of people like that to stand up, especially with this upcoming election, Teresa. It's so important that we get out there and we vote for life in this upcoming election. Otherwise, that extremism is going to become commonplace. And we cannot allow it to become commonplace. You've been in the in the pro life movement for a long time. What do you think is going to happen with these people that were arrested and are being, you know, just just taken advantage of by the FBI? 
You know, I I do believe, Teresa, a lot of this is going to come with this next election. I, I really do believe that. I'm not telling anyone who to vote for, but I'm telling people to get out and vote. And I can say vote pro-life because I believe if we don't take care of things in the in the in the ballot box, if we don't take care of them in the poll, then things are going to get worse for these people that are courageous, that are standing up. We know of people that are that uh, Father Fidelis, a friend who just got out of jail for praying in front of an abortion mill. It's going to get worse unless people stand up and are courageous in their stand for life. So basically, I, I do believe this next election can see uh, which way we tilt when it comes to the, the, the harassment of these people. Well, we know that in Michigan, Father John Ricardo was just with us uh, 45 minutes ago at the top of the hour, Brian, talking about Prop 3, and, and he's been stressing that Michigan, uh, I mean, it's really going to affect the rest of the country, depending on what happens uh, with Prop 3 on November 8, because you know this from your years in the trenches in the pro-life movement, that the left, when they see an opportunity, they want to pounce on it and then try to mimic that elsewhere. So, for example, they're pumping millions of dollars, Planned Parenthood, other groups, pumping millions into Michigan right now because you know, because you've worked in Michigan on many efforts, how pro-life this state is in terms oh, of the yeah. regulations we were able to get. I mean, we're an example for the rest of the country. People look to us, and if they could turn things here, then, you know, forget about it, as my Italian relatives in Jersey would say, right? Well, Teresa, this is what I'm going to ask your listeners. How much do you believe in the Word of God? How much do you believe in the Word of God? Do you believe in the story of David and Goliath? Because Whitmore has placed herself as a Goliath there in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I believe that she needs to come down. I, not violently, obviously, but she needs to be out of office. And you guys need to restore actual leadership in Michigan. But you are one of the greatest states when it comes to pro-lifers. You absolutely are. I've been there so many times, worked with so many amazing people. And I believe if the people of Michigan stand up and are courageous, Michigan will be a shining light in this country for pro-life. Yeah. Well, again, from your lips to God's ears. So what's on your agenda the next couple of weeks leading into the, into the uh, November 8th elections? Well, a, a lot of writing, a lot of social media for me. I, won't, I will be on the West Coast in a couple of weeks. I, I know I'll be praying in front of... Uh, the brand-new Mega Planned Parenthood in San Francisco with some folks. But, again, it's just speaking to people, getting the word out, making sure that everywhere I go I represent pro-life as much as I can and, and get that word out. And doing things like this, Teresa, doing interviews and talking to people, going to things like the Ohio March for Life, and really just asking people to be create, courageous and get to the polls. And, and Teresa... I know there's a lot of people that want to vote and, and wait till the last minute. If you are able to cast your vote early, cast your vote early. I recently missed an election because of an emergency situation that came up on that day, but I could have voted for the whole month before that. So I encourage people, get out and vote. Don't wait till the last second. If you have an opportunity to cast your vote for life, do it now yeah and there's there's early voting and there's also absentee ballots at least in michigan they yes. went out uh, a week ago so people already have them in their hands so brian thank you so much god bless you and again appreciate all your great work brian kemper with priest for life and stand true ministries where do we find you online if you want to get your book go to either standtrue.com or priestforlife.org 
Uh, you can go to our store and get the book, Pro-Life is a New Punk Rock. I would love for you guys to read it and then pass it on to somebody. And, uh, and, and it's great, too, because 100% of the proceeds of our books at Preach for Life go right into the ministry. We don't make money off those. That money goes right into saving babies. So please buy one of the books, read it, pass it on, and stand up for life. And I know you talk about your conversion in there to Catholicism, right? Well, yeah, and this crazy lady from Michigan that helped me uh, <laughs> helped me learn about the Catholic Church. And, and Teresa, you you know my life story. You know yeah. what God's done in my life. You know what He's pulled me out of. And, and the thing that, and I think this is kind of beautiful. Uh, the last event I did before I had my stroke was speaking in Michigan. Ah. And then and then on July two days later on July twenty fourth I had my stroke, which the doctors say I I should be dead. But God had different plans, and now mm. the very first speaking engagement I do again is in Michigan. There you go. <laughs> this is my first, like, actual speaking, doing an interview thing, and I'm so proud. It's with you, Teresa, and with and and and, and for for all of the great people listening to your show to encourage them that you never know what's going to happen, and know that God always has another plan. He's given yeah. me another chance at life, so the only thing I can do is serve Him. Is like is it a million percent? <laughs> well, Janet told me uh, behind the scenes what was going on, but you sound fantastic, and it sounds like uh, God again has has given you a full recovery. And I know uh, you're taking things a little bit easy, which is hard for you, but we really appreciate you being down there. Don't push yourself too much now. You promise, Auntie T, that you won't go crazy and, and that you'll take care of yourself. Between you and Janet, I don't want to get my, <laughs> my, my butt whooped. Yes, I will. Yeah, you I got Brooklyn definitely. and Jersey, Detroit coming after you. So don't make me come over there and down to Ohio. You're not that far away from me. Teresa, I have to be able to save my energy so I can have a glass of wine with you in D.C. as we celebrate this coming January. Please, God. Please, God. Please, God. Brian, thank you, sweetie. Take care of yourself. Thanks for all your great work and your amazing encouragement for the pro-life movement. Brian Kemper with Priester Life and Stand True Ministries. 53 minutes past the hour. It's a Friday, October 7th, the Memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. Pray for us and grab that rosary and pray like you've never prayed before for life. Stay tuned. Steve Ray here with a Holy Land pilgrimage update. Israel's now open again and has removed all vaccine requirements. Our brand new Buses and Catholic Guide are ready to welcome you. Check out our upcoming pilgrimages to the biblical lands of Israel and Jordan. Pray every mystery of the rosary where it happened and walk in the footprints of Mary and Jesus and let us be your guides. To learn more about your Ave Maria Radio trip, find the Ave Maria Radio travel tab at AveMariaRadio.net. Abortion. Pornography. Embryonic stem cell research. Corporate contributions to Planned Parenthood. Do you invest in companies that are engaged in these practices? The Ave Maria Mutual Funds do not. And their investment portfolios reflect that. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. He was a pope, a saint, and a doctor of the church. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. Pope St. Gregory I the Great is one of only four popes honored as the Great. Among his many achievements was sending missionaries across northern Europe, especially St. Augustine of Canterbury, who brought Christ to the people of England. In a pun, Pope Gregory called the English people angels. He died in 604. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. 
People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Don't forget, we archive all of our shows. This show is co-produced by Ave Maria Radio out of Southeastern Michigan and EWTN. If you'd like to re-listen to any of the segments or maybe share them or take down some of the notes that we have for you, just go to AveMariaRadio.net in the archive section for Catholic Connection later in the day. Probably by noon is when Andrew makes everything available. And don't forget EWTN.com. Have a great weekend and good Lord willing. Talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Get ready to put on your boots and scoot on down to the St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic School in Dallas State Fair in the parking lot of the school. Come party and play on the midway with bingo, a talent show, games, rides, food, and drinks. There will also be a petting zoo. The fair begins on Friday at 5.30 p.m. through 9.30 p.m. on October 21st and on Saturday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. October 22nd. For more information, visit staschool.org slash carnival. This is Tony Beshera. My wife Chris and I own Babbage and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999 or you can find us on the web at Babbage, B-A-B-I-C-H dot com. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. 
Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.